recording on Glove Radio. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. Serving Hubbard's, Chester, St. Margaret's Bay, and surrounding communities. This is 88.7 CKBG FM. And I am DJ Topkick. Hiya, the bad man back in the building in the Odin control room after the long weekend, baby. With myself, Mad Doug, Doug in the building for another episode of Buzz Wednesday. Woo! Woo, woo, woo. So, uh, Doug and I actually did not talk for a moment before the show. So, this is all going to be a surprise to me, almost like every other time off the cuff. So, Douglas, tell us some of the wonderful information that you have there in front of you. Well, I'd like to talk about Simon and Garfunkel. They've been around for a long time. And I've got a little woofer story that I might get you to read. Oh, really? I don't mind reading a woofer story. And. Water by request. Restaurants are now saying, uh, please don't ask for water, or please don't uh, expect water unless you ask for it. It's uh, actually been almost everywhere I've gone lately. Was that right? Yeah. That's old news then? Well, I'm not saying it's old news. I'm saying I've noticed it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not that I knew that article existed, but... Well, I was in the stretch for a cup of soup there. And, uh, you were at a restaurant for a cup of soup. Yes. Yeah. Oh. See if I'm not allowed to say that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, she brought over a glass of ice water. I didn't even ask. That was nice, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've noticed that most places you go, they have to be Gary Nice restaurants yes. in order to, to get yourself a lawyer of water. So, well, uh, yeah, we're, we're talking water today. And uh, I got... I don't only have nothing. I have less than nothing. You got SFA. <laughs> yeah, you you could say that in some places in the world. Um, I did get a woofer story, I believe, submitted by Luke Cameron here. So I think I also have a uh, have a woofer story, mind you. Now, you know what I mean, type of thing, like. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, how was your long weekend, Douglas? Very good. Yeah? Gary good. Gary good. Yeah. What did you lawyer? Uh, did different things around the house. Went for a drive. You know, old folks stuff. Old people things. Yeah. Okay. Retired people like things. You, like fancy cars and sunglasses. And fancy cars. And yeah. Sailboats. And you upper crust guys. <laughs> oh, dear. This is why we drink. Because people like Doug. Uh, I drive you to drink. Yeah. <laughs> well, most Wednesdays, only most Wednesdays, I tell you what. Yeah, I was I was out in the sailboat for a bit. And, Good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that being said, uh, this is the song that you requested, Simon and Garfunkel, Mrs. Robinson. Right? Yes. Do you want to hear it today? Uh, no, I was kind of hoping you'd wait till well, 7 o'clock tonight. Well, well, I could play them next week. I'm pretty good at that. Yeah. My name's DJ Topkick. This is Mad Dog. Doug's sitting across from me. 
Welcome to another episode of Buzz Wednesday. Every Wednesday from 1 to 2 Atlantic Standard Time, you can listen to us on 88.7 Cove FM or covefm.com. Follow me at DJ Topkick on Instagram or Buzz Wednesday with DJ Topkick on Facebook. This is Mrs. Robinson by Simon and Garfunkel right here on Cove FM. Bang in the noise, bang in the noise, bang in the noise. Saturday morning, start your weekend off right with Paul's Picks. I play songs from the 50s through the 80s. Pop, rock, soul, disco, and Paul's Picks. I take requests and dedications. Terry's Tacos, five for a buck. It's kind of like hamburgers, but they're tacos. Is it real hamburger? It's a, it's a clip from uh, Gonzo. Yeah. You saw Gonzo. Yeah. Yeah, when it shows them going back looking for the American dream, yeah. and they pull up the food truck, yeah. and they were like, oh, maybe you're looking for, and then they suggest like uh, a cathedral or something, or, yeah. A boo, boo, boo. Okay. Now, where is that? Somebody tagged me in a woofer, and it disappeared. You'll be the last man without your whooper. Isn't a whooper a type of speaker? A subwoofer. I got an article here on uh, Popeyes, Louisiana. Oh, perfect. Good. If we have time. Well, we'll have time. Because I don't have anything better to do. Okay, where is that? I got tagged this morning. Oh, I see where it is. Beatles, Mrs. Robinson. Is it? The Beatles, Mrs. Robinson is a song by the duo Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, the Beatles, Simon and Gar. Who sang Mrs. Robinson first? Mrs. Robinson is a song by the American duo Simon and Garfunkel from their fourth. So, damn, it's too bad we didn't say originally by the Beatles. 
Well, I'm going to say that I think ZZ Top did it. Oh, okay. All right. See what kind of reaction we get. Yeah. We'll be hearing that phone ringing pretty quick. And we'll know who it is. We're going to, yeah, it's going to be advertisements and weather after this, so we have lots of time. attention to your new or existing business, there's nothing better than a fresh new look. A customer's impression begins with a small you see the graduate? for your brand, and that is the first step to an attractive and successful business. At KJ Barrett, we specialize in graphic design, and we're a one-stop shop for all your print and advertising needs. From business cards to billboards, KJ Barrett has all the tools to help you start And Bancroft is a very today. sexy lady. Visit us online at kjbarrett.ca. Are your credit card balances causing you debt problems? You're not Alan even listening Marshall to me. Anne Bancroft is a very sexy lady. <laughs> you just love talking when you know I'm focusing. You know. Yeah, I know. With local offices through New Brunswick, PEI, and Nova Scotia. For your free consultation and to find an office in your area, visit wecanhelp.ca. That's wecanhelp.ca. Alan Marshall and Associates, licensed consultancy trustees, operating since 1979. Cold FM Weather. Cold FM Weather is brought to you by Chester Golf Club. Enjoy the magic of a classic golf course in a seaside setting. For Wednesday, cloudy with a 60% chance of drizzle in the morning. Clearing in the afternoon. Fog patches retreating from the coast early in the morning. Wind becoming southwest to 20 kilometers an hour in the afternoon. With a high of 20 except 24 kilometers. A humidex of 25 except for 29 in the UV index of 6 or high. For Wednesday night, increasing cloudiness, periods of drizzle beginning in the evening and then changing to a few showers tonight and ending before morning. A risk of a thunder shower overnight. Fog patches developing in the evening. Rainfall amounts 2 millimeters. Wind southwest 20 kilometers an hour, gusting to 40 and a low of 17. For Thursday, a mix of sun and cloud, clearing near noon. Fog patches dissipating in the morning. Wind northwest at 20 kilometers an hour with a high of 24, a humidex of 27, and a UV index of 7 or high. For Thursday night, cloudy periods and a low of 10. For Friday, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of 21. And for Saturday, rain, windy, and a high of 16. Currently, it's 22 degrees at Cove FM. You can check the weather anytime online at covefm.com. Chester Golf Club offers visitors the magic of a classic golf course in a seaside setting. The course routing provides a golfing adventure that is both challenging and enjoyable for all skill levels. It's a joy to play whether you aspire to break 120 or par of 70. Any missed shots will be due to the distracting beauty of the Atlantic Ocean, the islands, and the colorful sailboats tacking in the wind. Call Chester Golf Club today to book your tee time at 902-275-4543 or book online at chestergolfclub.ca. Welcome back to Completely Out of Our Radio. We have some very special guests that just walked in the building. 
Oh, they're not going to walk in here. I guess not. No, I don't blame them. They're too crazy. I don't blame them at all because Doug's in here. Exactly. I'm only in here with you because I'm forced to. Oh, yeah. Well, the pay is good. The, the pay is great. Uh, you were about to rattle off a couple facts of that last song that was playing. Oh, yes. Uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Now, do you know which one is Paul Simon and which one is Garfunkel? The one with the glasses is, is Paul Simon. Yeah, he's the shorter one with the black hair. Yeah. Yeah, Garfunkel is the taller one with the curly hair. There we go. Good for you. Yeah. And this was done in Boots. the 60s. Okay. Can yeah. So they would be in their 80s now. Are they still singing? No. They stopped singing uh, in the 2000s, the early 2000s. You know, Matt Minglewood's coming to the Shore Club on Saturday. Really? That's That really ties in with Simon and Garfunkel, doesn't it? Uh, I was <laughs> getting at people that are still performing. Yeah, I, I, I always liked uh, him. So guess how old he is? I would say that he's in his uh, late 60s, like me, early 70s. I think he's 70, actually. Yeah. I could look it up. I can believe it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, my uncle used to tour with him back in the heyday. Yeah. And where are we? Uh, we're in Hubbard. <laughs> Warmer. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, where the heck am I, sonny boy? I don't remember waking up in this church before. Um no, it's not going to tell us there. Okay, I figure. Any? Oh, yeah. Okay, age seventy-two. He'll be seventy-three in January. And I saw that between eighty-eight and ninety-nine, he took a break creating music. And between two thousand five and twenty seventeen, he took a break between creating music. So you just got to get away from it sometimes. And then your creativity rebuilds after some yeah. life experience. It's like doing other things. I've noticed, like bowling, or it's like uh, playing pool. You get away from it for, you know, a couple of months, whatever, and then you go back to it. Wow, it just it's all new. Well, yeah, bowling ends in May, and it actually begins again in September. So. Yeah, you're going bowling? I'm going bowling again. All right. See you guys. Come, come back in when you can talk for a little bit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what you? What's your average? Uh, you know what? I, I, I can't even remember. It's so bad, you just don't want to say it on the air, do you? It's not that bad. But what, I can't. What I, is that I can't remember what it is. Oh, it's on. probably eighty something. Yeah, me too. Yeah, which I mean, eighty is not great, but it's not. Yeah, it's not sixty something. Play, you know. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, Douglas. So. Uh, and Bancroft. Yeah, whatever she, the heck that is. Was, well, she was Mrs. Robinson. Oh, okay. That's why you were talking about the graduate. Yeah. In the movie. She is a very sexy lady. I don't even know if she's still alive. <clears throat> well. Uh, perhaps you would like to expand on this. You look like you have set this no, up. I'm sitting there watching your fingers flying over the keys here, just wondering if you're going to put in Anne Bancroft and find her. Initial release, December 21st, 1967, The Graduate. Right. Yeah. And now you'd like to know more about her. Yes. Anne Bancroft. the computer was. Well, it's only because it's in front of me. I keep telling you that we should switch sides one day so I can have yeah, a break. You're the tech guy. You get to figure Yeah. Um, Without you, this show would not go on. Her birthday is coming up on September 17th. Okay, what? And she was born in 1931, so that would make her 88. 88. 88. 8 plus 1 is 9 where I'm from. Wow. Yeah. 88 years old. Yeah. And she's just as sexy as you remember. Up there, yeah. Up there. Up top, brother. Yeah. Yeah. 
Do you know what the graduate's about? Uh, no, I don't. I was a graduate once. Were you? Mm-hmm. We were in high school? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. No problem. Yeah. A lot of people don't make it through high school. No. Or uh, the baby boomers, a lot of them didn't make it past grade nine. Mm, exactly. Yeah. So you're in the 1%. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, so... We're, Do you want to know what it's about? That's I was waiting. Okay, Dustin these, these, Hoffman these, comes back from college, and his uh, neighbor, uh, Anne Bancroft's daughter, uh, is, hasn't come back yet. But uh, Anne Bancroft is seducing Dustin Hoffman, and like Dustin Hoffman was like twenty years old at that time. Oh, okay. Anne Bancroft was like thirty-five. I probably haven't seen him in a movie that old. Yeah, he, he was said. Uh, very good. And a 35-year-old seducing a 20-year-old. Yeah. Oh. It was uh, the next-door neighbor's uh, daughter, uh, the mother. And the mother was seducing Dustin Hoffman. And anyways, uh, she finds out that he wants to get together with uh, her daughter. And she doesn't like that at all. because That's a bit of an age gap. Well, not only that. that no, there's no age gap. They're both the same. They both grew up together. Oh. Yeah, see, you're, you're missing my drift, man. You gotta pay attention. Anyways, uh, they do get together, and she finds out that he was doing things with his with her mother that was not very nice. Anyways, they go through trials and tribulations, and they finally get back together. And there's the big scene at the end where you must have seen it, because I mean, everybody goes back to it uh, in the church. And it was all glass. He's up on the balcony, beaten on the balcony, and yelling and screaming. And uh, it shows the father and, and all these older people cursing and swearing at him. And uh, so she decides that I don't want to marry this guy that I'm standing here with. I want to marry him. I want to marry Justin. Oh, of course. So they run out of the church together and uh, uh, hop on the bus and off they go. Like Romeo and Juliet. Wow. What a modern day. What an epic love story. Look, there you go. Look, you get Shakespeare and the whole bit. This is an educational program. Well, I'd like to look up hilarious wedding endings then. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, we, we might have to talk about that after the next duty do, but it would oh, be kind of funny. Yes, sir. And uh, in a couple special shout outs, so I. I'd like to give to uh, my cousin Jill and uh, my friend Tatsy. They took off driving on Saturday to Edmonton. Mm -hmm. They made some stops to see cousin Jess in St. Andrews, and uh, and they St. Andrews in New Brunswick. Yeah, and mm -hmm. they stopped at Niagara Falls, mm -hmm. and I believe Wisconsin, mm -hmm. and they were in in uh, Minnesota last night to visit my friend Dune Buggy. Ooh. Yep. So they're having a very, very nice road trip. Let's just hope it doesn't snow while they're out there. <laughs> well, it shouldn't snow right now, but who knows? Yeah, stranger things have happened in Two Edmonton. Weeks ago, there was snow up in uh, the Rockies. Well, they, well, I mean, people live up there; they want the snow anyway, wouldn't it? Uh, I don't want snow. Well, up in the Rockies, they want snow. That's why they're up there, right? No. Oh, okay. But you don't live in the Rockies. I did. Did you? Yes. Okay, and you didn't want, but you were up there for work. Yes. Yeah, you weren't up there for snow. Yeah. 
Now, I lived in Sparrowood, which is uh, about 80 miles off the Alberta. Uh, if you know where Crow's Nest Pass is. No blow, no go, baby. Yes. <laughs> I don't know where Crow's Nest Pass is. Well, it, it's the road in between Alberta and British Columbia. There's a huge crow there. the biggest crow in the world. Really? Yeah. What about the, the big nickel? No, never been there. You know where that is? No. There's something called the big nickel. Yeah. I think it's in Ontario. Tom Green interviews people. And... Uh, and he says things like, would you ever be the same without the big nickel? It's it's a big monument. And right. uh, where is that? The big nickel is an exact replica of a 1951 nickel built in 1964 and mm -hmm. symbolizes the wealth that Sudbury contributed to the Canadians, something or other. The they big... St. John River Valley, uh, just outside of Fredericton, they cut the biggest potato in the world there. Or, and it keeps growing. And it keeps growing, yes. Well, uh, the largest ball of twine is in Darwin, Minneapolis, or Minnesota. Yeah, roll that around. Or, for or no, MN, that's Maine. Yeah. Yeah. Dar <laughs> yeah, if you'd like to go roll that down the highway. Look at that ball of twine, Doug. Wow. I could just picture you getting all caught up in that on a drunk and wrapping up everyone in it. Yep. Please, come play my ball of twine. You won't get caught. My name's Douglas. Get the pussycat here. You can straighten it out. Exactly what I was thinking you were going to say. So, uh, speaking of, how about that Hurricane Dorian? Now, that destroyed a lot of the Bahamas. That's terrible. Have you seen pictures of it? I it's have. Like, uh, six feet of water everywhere. I mean, it's just I messaged uh, one of my friends that, that I met when I was down there several mm -hmm. years ago. No response yet. Yeah, well, yeah they're cell towers and everything. Still, and, yeah, well, they're still being pummeled on the tail end of it. The day before it struck there, I remember seeing all those crazy uh, pictures and videos of the way people were, were some of them strapping mattresses to their outside of their house and things like that. Yeah. Any, any way that you can make a barricade from water getting in and didn't do anything, of course, because it's going to get... has its own way, and it's not going to listen to you or I, that's for sure. That's a very good point, Douglas. Thank you, thank you, thank you. No problem. Um, yeah, so... There was a lady that uh, sent a, a tweet out that said she hopes Dorian destroys Trump's country club down in Florida. Uh -huh. Anyway, she was a politician. I can't remember her name, but she uh, she got she paid hell for that one. Right. So she deleted it and apologized. And somebody interviewed Trump and asked if he was uh, very concerned about the well-being of the country club. You know how Trump's always saying things like calls people big and strong and said the country club's very strong and powerful. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have climate change under control. <laughs> the so, other one was uh, him. Uh, they asked him uh, what he was going to do about uh, taking care of the Bahamas and helping them out. And it snapped right to uh, Haiti, where yeah. he had taken the uh, rolls. Oh, tossed them out like a candy it, scramble. It, yeah, I mean, that was stupid. Here, here you go. Here's our paper roll. What the heck's that? Oh, that's you tramping your tutters around. Yeah, no. Keep uh, the beef, brother. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, ultimately not solving a thing. A couple of rolls of paper towel while people fight over them. and They don't even need paper towel. It's the last thing they need. Yeah. Yeah. Bub Mobile. All right. So uh, the other thing we were going to do is I think we're going to cut to a little doot-de-doo. 
The old tootie-toot. The tiddly-tum around the finger and up the bum. So you remember John Campbell, John? Yes. Yeah, well, this is uh, Sidney Steele. I always liked this song. Yeah. Yeah, I just... I don't know. But we're going to talk a little about John Campbell, John, after this little doo-dee-doo here. And it is Buzz Wednesday again, baby. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in. We have another 35 minutes of very, very important stories and, uh, and great music, as well as Doug is going to tell uh, some other truth. I can't wait either. It's Hold on, thing. dear. I can't feel my face. We have to clean up Doug's vomit off the ground. Just did some K radio. I like this song. Very good. John Campbell, John. Oh, John. But you didn't get the name. Yeah, I did. What? I said I just see John Campbell. John came up here, and you said what song? I said Sydney Steele. Oh, that's where, <laughs> where he's from. No. I think that's where he's from. Where? Oh, yeah, probably. My grandfather was an engineer in that steel mine. <laughs> Yikes. Good. Song? Yeah. Questions for after the show? No. no. Uh, okay. Safety in number. 
brothers in solidarity and chugging the kingdom with the chorus. Say that in the street, the spikes is full of fireflies, the molding little clothes. She's find a way to kiss you, but it's burning through your clothes. You love the work, you hate the work, you're back against the wheel. Well, then never turn me to lock that gate down and see Community owned and operated. This is 88.7 Cove FM. Welcome back to another lovely episode of Buzz Wednesday. My name's DJ Top Kick. Hiya, the Batman's back in the building in the Oda Control Room at the Cheese Board, baby, with Mad Dog Doug luring across from me. And that was just John Campbell John, Sidney Steele, and John Campbell, I said, was how old? 64? 50, 55. No, he's definitely older than that. 64. Good memory, though. Born in 1955. You were just doing the math in your head, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So it sounds he's, like yeah, he's... he's uh, three years younger than me. Sounds like he's still touring. Where he, he was, uh, Blues Fest. I saw him in up at July. Uh, Misty Moon. You ever been there? No. And that was when it first opened. That was up uh, way up. Oh. Well, uh, John Campbell, John, he... He was, well, he toured July 6th and 7th at the Hans County Exhibition Grounds in Windsor. Yeah. Yeah. Mama's Sweet Tea. And at the Blues Fest on July 20th, 21st. So still kicking around. Yeah. Rolling mm -hmm. Stone called him the string magic of the front man. The string magic of the front man fascinates. Wow. Rolling Stone magazine. Yeah. What applied to Neil Young or Joni Mitchell in former times now applies to John Campbell John. An exceptionally gifted slide guitarist who plays at a level of Sonny Landreth or Ree Cooter. As drunk as Cooter Brown. Do you remember that that story? No. Oh, Cooter Brown. Well, I remember Cooter Brown. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you're wondering where the closest Popeyes is? Yeah. Let's find out. Uh, and you don't mean Popo, Popeyes workout. Uh, Popeyes, Louisiana. Oh, uh, don't. Don't you want to find out where it is? Yeah. Okay, well. Are I'm you? waiting. Well, uh, the headquarters is in Miami. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen. Canada. Okay. Yeah. Well. Let's Probably Toronto. Think so? Yep. Uh, let's see here. We're on. West Gardner, South Portland. So, Portland, that, that's it looks like Maine's the closest one. Wow. Okay. 
Yep, Louis, Papa, and that's West Gardner, so, and then South Portland. And I was going to suggest calling them up, finding out uh, what's going on with their chicken sandwich. You could. Yeah, do you want to? Okay. All right. Here we go, folks. We're calling up Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen. Mm-mm. Yes, yes. Love yes. that chicken at Popeye's. Yep. That's how it goes, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Okay. We haven't called a restaurant in a while. Hey, Jim, that's host Wes Gardner. This is Sue. Hi, Sue. Uh, I'm calling from uh, radio show Buzz Wednesday, and we just have a couple of ch questions about your chicken. Okay, I'll try to answer them. I'm getting, gee, what? Yeah, yeah, actually, what are the questions? All right, hold on one moment. Can you hold that in the Gary so people can hear? All right. Just wondering, uh, when are you guys going to be able to supply more chicken for your uh, fabulous sandwich? We're not doing that. Uh, yeah, we're not. Hang on just a second. Let me connect you to the manager. Okay, thank we're you. Not, we're not carrying that. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we're calling from Canada. We don't, uh, where we're at in Canada, we don't get it. So it's kind of unfortunate. I guess it's a pretty good sandwich and really yummy, yum. That's, that's what a lot of people say about, uh, like I said, West Garden is not carrying it. The only place I know of is South Florida. Okay. In Maine. In Maine. That has a sandwich? They have a sandwich there? Yeah. Okay. What, do not all Popeyes have sandwiches? Uh, don't all Popeyes have this, this sandwich, or what? Why did you ask? I don't understand what your question was. Go on. What was your question? Uh, you looked at me and said, do all Popeyes have this sandwich? What sandwich? The chicken sandwich. Why wouldn't they? Because they don't. Really? Yeah, and I'll explain it to you if you <laughs> want to. Right. They said the one in South Portland has it. Yeah. Okay. So that means that uh, people have to Do drive. You have a phone number for there? I can't see. We're going to reveal all here, folks, in a few minutes about this uh, chicken sandwich. Yeah, and Doug's going to organize a tour bus for yes. us all to go yes. there. And it's... all kinds of alcohol, whiskey, and uh, beer. And okay. I believe that. Marijuana, but you got to dump the marijuana. At the yeah, and then buy more on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, okay. Uh, so give us your story. All right, then. Famous Popeye's famous sandwich not coming to Canada soon. Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen Incorporated new fried chicken sandwich has captured the world's attention, but it's not coming to Canada in the foreseeable future. And uh, what happened was the Post Media spoke with Popeye's president, Felipe Afadi. Flippe. 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 He gave him his lippe. Who is reluctant to reveal even minor details about the sandwich or its ingredients, about why expanding to Canada is more complex than you might think. PM, who is uh, Post Media, I saw you sold out, but it's chicken, a bun, pickles, and mayo, right? Yeah. How do you run out of that half a day? That's a very fair question. Look, it's not just any chicken. We have a very strict specification of the actual chicken, the actual bird. It's actually a special cut, which he doesn't mention. Ah. This is not as easy to procure as one might intuitively think. Wow, what a big word. 
Think of this as the iPhone of chicken sandwiches or the Air Jordan of chicken sandwiches. It's not an ordinary sandwich. The Air Jordan. <laughs> so um, did, did anybody, I wonder, hear about this? Uh, I, I would have never known if you didn't tell me. Here we go. But the, the information you get here in this show is stunning, isn't it? It, it is. That's exactly uh, exactly what everybody is probably thinking. That how would they know if uh, they didn't hear it here? Thank you, thank you for calling the outlet. No, no problem at all. And now people know where to where to get it from. Down the states. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of, you know what's coming here, don't you? Chicken. No, no. Who does that look like? Samuel Jackson. Yeah. In what movie? Um, with, uh, what's his name there? Oh, God. What's it? God, Jesus. Yeah, he's eating Sam, uh, the hamburger before he shoots him. Yeah. Oh, Big Kahuna Burger. Yeah. Do you know why they uh, call it a Big Mac? The, the metrics. Why well, they don't call it a Big Mac in, uh, yeah. because of the metrics. <laughs> Yeah. You like Big Macs? I don't mind a Big Mac now and again. I don't Big Mac, Big Mac, Big Mac. Too much bread. Yeah. It's like a clubhouse, right? It's a waste yeah. to have the bread in the middle. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Terry's you, Tacos. Oh, I didn't. What's supposed to say? The Grandpa Burger? Three patties in there, monster patties. It's bigger than the... Uh, no doubt in my mind, you probably got a side of chicken wings with that. Sure. Yeah. I had some wingies last night. Yeah. Why can't you wear white after Labor Day, Doug? Uh, because it's significant of labor and uh, um, unions. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, let's see what this article says. Wearing white in the summer makes sense. Desert people have known for thousands of years that white clothing seems to keep you a little bit cooler than other colors. But wearing white only during the summer? Well, no one is completely sure exactly when or why this fashion rule came into effect. The best guess is that it had to do with snobby in the late 1800s and early 1900s. The wives of the super rich ruled high society with an iron fist after the Civil War. As more and more people became millionaires, though it was difficult to tell the difference between respectable old money families and those who had vulgar new money by the 1880s in order to tell who was acceptable and who wasn't, the women who were already in felt it was necessary to create dozens of fashion rules that everyone in the know had to follow. That way, if a woman showed up at the opera in a dress that cost more than most Americans made in a year, but it had the wrong sleeve length, other women would know not to give her the time of day. Holy! Yeah, but not wearing white outside the summer months was another one of those silly rules. That's White. what the protest was all about. That's what the union was doing. These uh, rich people, that's all they wore in the summertime was white. So they wouldn't w wear white after uh, Labor Day. White was for weddings and resort wear, not dinner parties in the fall. Of course, it could get extremely hot in September, and wearing white make, make the most sense. But if you want to be appropriately attired, you just did not do it. Uh, Labor Day became a federal holiday in 1894, and society eventually adopted it as the natural endpoint for summer fashion. 
Not everyone followed this rule, especially some socialites continued to buck the trend, most famously Coco Chanel, who wore white year-round. But even though the rule was originally enforced by only a few hundred women, over the decades it trickled down to everyone else. By the 1950s, women's magazines made it, to clear, to, made it clear to the middle class. White clothing was dug out on Memorial Day and went back into storage after Labor Day. These days, the fashion world is much more relaxed about what colors to wear and when. But every year, you still hear people say that white after Labor Day is unacceptable. All thanks to some snobby millionaires who decided that was a fashion no-no more than 100 years ago. I don't like snobby millionaires. No. I don't know any, but I don't like them. You don't mind snobby uh, in, or middle class or no? Snobby, yeah. Okay, I, I'm just checking. So, uh, you know any millionaires? Uh, yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, oh, here, here's a good article from Cousin Heather. A real tragedy. It smelled amazing, but I felt so sad. Australia's biggest garlic bread factory burns down. Jeez. Most of garlic, though, wouldn't that be good? Imagine all the woofers running around there. They should yes. really be giving all the uh, right, disposed right. garlic right. bread to the woofers. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you got to do that. Man. Come on, man. Well, uh, Doug, I think what we're going to do now is we have some very, very special uh, words here from the community calendar. And then I'm going to play a song by David Allen Coe called The Ride. And uh, I believe maybe we could do a couple misconnections or sounds good. Yeah, maybe you might find the your woman. Is, though, they have to be at Walmart. They have to be getting on the bus and they have to be wearing a plaid jacket. Okay, I will see if we can organize that. My name is DJ Topkick. You've been listening to Can't Feel My Face Music, uh, brought to you by the Blood Lawyers. And uh, we'll be right back here after these Gordon messages. 88.7 Cove FM is operated by Hubbard's Radio Society. For more information on our activities or to become a member, you can visit our website at covefm.com. See what these voicemails are. 88.7 Cove FM Community Calendar. The Community Calendar is brought to you by Aspetogan Heritage Trust. Do you want to read this? Sure. Forty's Community Center in New Rock on Sunday, September 8th from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Enjoy roast pork with gravy, applesauce, pickles, vegetables, potatoes, and dessert with tea or coffee. Oh, so Doors exciting. open at 4 p.m. and serving starts at 4.30 p.m. Tickets for adults are $13. Tickets for children 5 to 12 years of age are $7. And tickets for children under 5 years of age are $3. If you have an event for the Cove FM community calendar, please email it to events at covefm.com. Aspetogan Ridge Golf Club, located off Route 329 at Mill Cove Park, is excited to welcome everyone who wants to have fun. Beginners to pros, everyone can play at Aspetogan Ridge. Call 902-857-1333 to book a tee time or go to aspetogenridge.com. Aspetogan Ridge Golf Club, 376 Parkwood Drive near Hubbard's. From Hackett's Cove to Hubbard's. This is 88.7 Cove FM. This weekend, don't forget that thing. What thing? 
thing. Singers? That thing with Richard Bell. Oh, that thing. For that classic top 40 sound. The hits, the jingles, even the commercials. This weekend, don't forget that thing. That thing. That thing with Richard Bell. That thing with Richard Bell. <laughs> Does this annoy you? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> you have time for uh, something from Montgomery? Willie Nelson's new yeah. Probably not. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, you the just Well, you didn't tell me before. I would have probably made time because these are just fillers. Strong and hollow eyed, since a long walk to this field, would you like to rest? I sat down in the front seat, the bottom of the bed, yeah, the shadow of the sun's coming out of this place. Then I noticed the stranger was ghost white pale when he asked me for a light. And I knew there was something strange about this man. You like this song, don't you? Can you make folks cry when you play and sing? Have you played your dudes? Can you mow the dudes? Can you come back and get lost? David Allen Coe. Can you make folks feel what's on your side? Slim Cessna's Auto Club. Shooter Jennings. <laughs> the Admiral. As I stepped out, that's what he sounded like. I said, Mr. Many thanks. He said, You don't have to call me, Mr. Mr. The whole world calls me. I'm a rambling man. Who did that? Oh. Welcome back, Texas. Who did that? That was David Allen Coe, The Ride, here on Buzz Wednesday. And uh, Doug is just getting ready to ask me for a little fact-checking here. Uh, Ramblin' Man, that sounds 
Not Janet, Johnny Cash, was it? Not Waylon Jennings? Waylon Jennings, thank you. Oh, I said Shooter Jennings. You should have gotten the hint from that. And and oh, not no. that I knew that he knew that song, or did the song, but you said, uh, who, you who was the guy that you and the Admiral? You folks out there, didn't he sound like Waylon Jennings? David Allen Coe? Yeah. Kind of him him and Waylon and Willie sung together. Yeah. There's a song called Me and Waylon and Willie. Is that right? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, I'll put it on in the background here so we can get distracted. It's called Willie Whalen and Me. Willie Whalen. You said you didn't have any time for more songs. Well, I, I don't want to put the new Willie Nelson one on in the background. I want to hear what's going on. Uh, Willie Whalen and I'll Me. You this time. Yeah, I'm just going to play this in the background. It's pretty funny. This is actually a perfect song for the Woofer of the Week. Socialized dogs. Don't segregate. A woofer of the week brought to you by Mad Dog Doug. Row, 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 row. Oh. I have a dog. She is a 13-month-old German Shepherd, and we have had her since October. She's our first dog. My husband and I are in our late 40s, and we put off having a dog until we were sure we had the time to devote to her training. Good idea and money for proper vet care, and the time and commitment to socialize her. We did research into breeds. We argued over that I wanted a tiny dog, but hubby disagreed. How the hell did he win that? Eventually, we decided on a German Shepherd. We investigated lo local breeders. We did our homework. Ultimately, after home visits with a local breeder, we felt comfortable buying and bringing in our own puppy home and gear. I knew our dog would be a big girl because her parents were. So I set out to socialize this puppy in every way that I could and broke out some lines. I took everywhere I went and I took her everywhere I went and let her interact with as many different people in as many different social scenarios as I could. I kept her on a leash, no blow, no go. She bothered no one. In fact, the employees in so many places were tickled doing key bumps at having a puppy in the store. The list of businesses that let us in was small, but to me, it was much appreciated. She is so gentle that I am trying to have her registered as a therapy dog, which uh, a lot of people are obviously trying to do that. So I saw there's a place in Ontario, who's a water park maybe, that's allowing dogs in all their pools. That's disgusting. Um... However, our society is moving in the wrong direction. You see, folks expect dogs to be well-behaved, friendly, and socialized. In times of crisis, they expect dogs to protect or rescue them. What seems to me missing in our culture is the need for dogs to be able to be part of our social fabric. More and more businesses are banning dogs, making it hard for dog owners to shop or to expose their dogs to busy store-type situations. And it's a catch-22 because you can't leave your dog in the car or someone will break the window even if it's down. I want my dog to become a helping animal. She has all the instincts. Just recently, a float plane went down in a lake where we'd been taking our dog in the evenings to swim and to catch her ball. We had my dog present. I have no doubt whatsoever that she would have swum out and tried to help. She's still a puppy, of course, but the instinct is still there. However, a sign went up on the lakefront access this week, something I have never seen after 20 years of living there. No 
dogs allowed. Terrible. Apparently, someone had been a bad pet parent. I phoned the owner on the spot on the lake where we've been visiting for 20 years, and he told me too many people have been letting their woofers poop in the sand. Well, you, you got to clean up after your woofers. It's easy. All you got to do is dig a hole in the sand. There, I, I saw online there was a sign on some trail somewhere right. that said the the flick the stick and flick policy. Oh, yeah, right. Instead of putting it in a bag and throwing the bag in the woods, which some people have been doing. Yeah, just push the poop in the woods. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, bears do it. One, there are going to be irresponsible people no matter what the context. Two, as a law-abiding moral citizen, I'm tired of being punished for the behavior of just a few. Well, that's every single rule that's ever been applied to man. Yes. Uh, I want my dog to be a calm, friendly, and considerate canine citizen. I'm being blocked by this culture of, I had one customer frightened by a dog. Therefore, no one ever in the entire province can ever come in with a dog. I saw the employee. I know I have milk bones under the till, but management says you can't bring her in. Which is it? If you want dogs to be well-behaved, helpful, and socialized, why is it that more and more places won't allow them to show up? You can't have it both ways. Let's deal with dogs the same way we deal with the irresponsible humans who own them. If they can't follow the rules, exclude them. But please don't make me and the dog I've worked hard to train be in seclusion because of someone else's bad behavior. I agree. Well, yeah, uh... 110%. Dogs shouldn't be allowed everywhere, that's for sure. Oh, no. But, uh, yeah, if you're going to have dogs somewhere, just have them controlled. But I don't mind the idea of banning dogs from most places. Well, movie theaters, you wouldn't want them in there. You know what? I mean, a lot of people think that everyone likes their dog. Yeah, and yeah. it jumps on them and everything. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So so many places I've been to. Some people absolutely terrified of dogs. And some people absolutely hate the smell of dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of in, on the fence in that whole thing. I love dogs. Yeah, I know you love dogs. If every dog was Sparky, then we wouldn't have a problem. Yeah. Sparky doesn't shed. Sparky doesn't bite. Doesn't, doesn't poop on the floor. Doesn't, well, she does. Oh well, only because she's so old. That's right. Not because she's not trained. Yeah. yeah, if we were all just a little more Sparky, then... Uh, sparky, by the way, is uh, 8 pounds, and she's 16 years, 17 years old. So. And that's Doug's dog. Yeah. Other news and animals, uh, rare mutant turtle hatchling with two heads found on South Carolina Beach. Look at that. Save the turtles yeah. and multiply the heads. Yeah. More turtles, more heads. Less booth, more shed. Um, okay, we already read that one. Oh, oh, what's the what's the word that you have there? Oh, I've got a joke. Okay. Everyone get out your pillow. Doug's telling a joke. Okay. One good thing about being poor is that when you are 70, your children will not have declared you legally insane in order to gain control of your estate. Wow, that's not even funny. <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> I'm all 69, so yeah. I'm just waiting to see what kind of maneuver. 69. Well, I don't have any money. <laughs> see, you, you cheated that remember. system. Yeah. LIRR conductor returns $9,000 in cash left on a train by an absent-minded rider. Well, that was a nice one. That's long. How many times that? Once. Yeah. 
A Long Island Railroad conductor made an astonishing discovery, a folder left behind by an absent-minded passenger filled with nine grand in cash and made sure all the dough made it back to the commuter. That was nice. So that's one uh, one railroad that I'll be using if I ever transport a lot of money. I would have made a stipulation, though. I would say, I got something that is yours, but I want 10% of it. <laughs> Hopefully they got some anyway, even though it's his job to return it. But uh, have you ever just used the term five hundred dogs for no reason? No. Okay. Have you? Yeah. Wait. In what concern? Uh, I don't know. If you're just sitting there with a group of people, you sit back and yawn. You say, "Yeah, uh, five hundred dogs." Uh, that was a real yawn, too. Yeah. Am I boring you? Woman opens her home to 97 rescue dogs during Hurricane Dorian. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's cool. That is insane. Yes. 97 rescue dogs. Uh, one of the most powerful storms to ever hit the Bahamas. And this lady. The most powerful storm to hit the Atlantic. One. Uh, it's the size of. I'm sorry to keep interrupting you, buddy. It's the size of Florida. Wow. Yeah. Chella Phillips opened her home to 97 dogs, and that's in Nassau, Bahamas. Good thing that I've already visited the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah, because there's nothing left of it now. It was either leave the dogs in the streets to fend them for themselves or do something well, about it. It's six feet of water in every street. It's wow. I mean, her do her house is going to get ruined anyway. Yep. She might as well have the dogs ruined it. Yeah. Yep. Have uh, you seen the trees? Have you seen the pictures? Oh, yeah, there's I no have. No leaves. No. It's just uh, branches, wood. Phillips, who was born in Peru, says she spent 15 years saving a thousand ho homeless and abandoned street dogs in the Bahamas and finding homes for them in the U.S. for more than 200 dogs. I don't see how any dogs or living being could have survived outside. My heart goes out to them. Thank you for the outpouring support and prayers she wrote. You know what I don't understand? All services are down. TVs are fried light from lightning. No more cartoons for the sick dogs until we purchase you know what I don't understand? People that stay there. Oh. oh, yeah. I mean, that's... Uh, it's not as if you could drive somewhere and say, oh, I'm going to... You know, people were thinking, oh, well... Some people are just stubborn enough. Well, I haven't left this home in 70 years. True. My grandpappy. Yeah, but it's just going to be on the south side of that. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's not going to be as bad up north. Well, it's as big as Florida. Yeah. Of course it's going to be bad. Florida. When's the last time you were in Florida? I've never been before. Well, I've we've never been below New York. We should have a COVID, a Buzz Wednesday road trip there. I think we should. Speaking of Buzz Wednesday road trip, Doug, I can't believe it's uh what? it's time to go. Oh. Yeah, we are we did all of our gear and uh it's time to pack up until next week. And folks, I will be back next Wednesday. I'm hoping that these uh multiple week absences are over. And Doug and I won't fight as much I anymore. Fight yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I take that back. Doug and I will be fighting more and more every week. My name is DJ Top Kick. This is Mad Dog. Doug sitting across from me every Wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time. We are here to make the radio great again or to bore you so much. Uh, uh, Booth, the guy, measuring pants, FM plus tax. See ya. From studios in Hubbards, serving the communities surrounding St. Margaret's Bay and Mahone Bay, this is 88.7 CKV. <laughs>